1: I'm talking about straining for that logo on the side of your helmet and not the name on your back. Yes,
0: sir. Yes, sir. Because
1: we know what it represents. It represents everybody here you see yes, and everybody you can't that we've talked about. Yes. I'm here to strain with you, man. I swear to God I'm here to strain with you. Let's go. Everything you got, strain with everything you yes, got. Let's go. Bills Let's on go. Let's go. Go. three. One, two, three. Bills. You're listening to The Off-Tackle with John Fiena Show with your host, Joe Miller. Well, what is going on, everybody? Welcome. Welcome, everybody, into The Off-Tackle with John Fina Show. Brought to you by the Market Dominator team on the Buffalo Rumblings VidGas Network, presented by Picasso's Pizza. Treat yourself, John, to the most flavorful pizza on game day, Picasso's. We are Buffalo Pizza, shipping local and nationwide. Order online at Picasso'sPizza.net. I am the host of this wonderfully remarkable show, The Off Tackle John Fita Show. My name is Joe Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Wired. and sitting beside me, is the star of the show offensive tackle for the Buffalo Bills for 10 years Mr. John Feen himself John how you feeling
0: I'm feeling great Joe Miller how you
1: feeling Doing good. I'm doing really, really good. Welcome to everybody in the chat. I see uh, Pat Moran's in the room. Richard Rush is in the room. Amanda McCulick's in the room. Daniel Gowry's is in the room. Jason Taylor, Sarah Larson. Like, it's just the who's who of Bill's Mafia is up in the room uh, right now. Welcome to all of you guys. It's so good to have all of you joining us for this. We have football version of oh with Joe Fina. <laughs> But I don't even know
0: I don't even know how people survive without football Joe Miller. You the best the best
1: uh what's the word? The best uh teaser that was ever done was when you did it with your helmet on. Like I still <laughs> cherish. I wish I know it's in your Twitter feed, but I still cherish that was just so candid and perfectly done like everybody all of us picture john Fita sitting at home with his bills held on waiting for football season
0: <laughs> you know that's the only thing i was wearing too oh god
1: so so we're, it's going back to the rookie year uh pro what was it, pro something pro star football card whatever it was on a t-shirt this weekend that <laughs> stop <laughs> it was i amazing. can't take it so ladies and gentlemen, you are indeed tuned into the off tackle with John Fina show uh, on the Buffalo rumblings vidcast network and uh, like, and subscribe, whatever platform you're viewing this on. Uh, if you are listening to it in podcast form the day after, or a couple days after like and subscribe to whatever podcast platform that you are on the Buffalo rumblings podcast network. Also, we are super chat live. So if you want to ask John a question, or if you've got a comment for John, feel free to throw a super chat in there. We try to get to the comments. We try to interact as much as we can, but. John is chatty and he keeps my attention on him. And a lot of times (laughs) totally making it up, but yeah, if you want to super chat, that'd be great, but let's do this. Let's hear from our show sponsor, John Spascheck, the Market Dominator. Hello, Buffalo football family. My name is John Spascheck, and I am the Market Dominator, as well as the very proud sponsor of the John Fiena Show, hosted by Joe Miller. You know, these are some of my very good friends, and I love what they do because they bring such a high level of excellence to the show, breaking the game down, helping us as fans understand it more, and so we can engage with love and support for our Buffalo football team. Now, folks, if you're looking to engage in real estate, I'm your guy because I will bring these same qualities to the table for you to help you win in this competitive market. So whether you're selling or buying, you need to call 716-570-3298 if you want to win. Let's go, Buffalo! Let's go, Buffalo, ladies and gentlemen. That is the market dominator. Please give him a call, 716-570-3298, 716-570-3298. Tell him John Fina sent you. Hey,
0: hey, John Spatschek inspires me, man. I just love all of his clips. I mean, we're we're lucky to have him. He's uh, great.
1: I I agree 100% that we are absolutely 1,000% lucky to have him. Yeah, let's, let's, he's let's a good about- dude. Let's talk about what a wonderful weekend it was. Um, So first things first, it was the first annual, and maybe like it will be annual. Oh, God. Hashtag. Fina Fest. <laughs> put on by uh, Dan Frederick. So Smoker Freddy put it on uh, and uh, he does wonderful things. He's got bounce houses and tents and he does party rentals and all kinds of crazy stuff. He's got a wonderful kind of business and operation out there in Lancaster. Uh, I believe his office is over by Bobolinks. If you need any type of party rentals or whatever, he's the guy to call. However, give me your thoughts. That thing was off the hook.
0: Yeah, I got to say, I mean, the most gracious host I think I've ever experienced. And, you know, this was the brainchild of so many people uh, that I'm friendly friends with on Twitter. And, you know, I kind of like blushed a little bit and said, "Okay, if you want to do it and, you know, uh, Freddie just just pulled out all the stops. I mean, yeah. if you had little kids, the kids had a blast. I mean, they didn't see half the kids all the time. Cause they were on, um, they were like four bounce houses. I mean, there was,
1: he had two, really, connected. he had two he, options, of courses, a, a foam
0: cannon, the foam oh, cannon. That was hilarious. And I think it was like shooting t-shirts, like taking down geese. <laughs> you he, had know, a, weird. he
1: had an air conditioned bathroom.
0: It right. was amazing. Oh yeah. The mobile bathroom. That was insane. Yeah. And you know, it was welcome to all, it was not uh, a secret of course, but it was kind of like, you know, I think maybe everybody was all scratching their head. Like, how's this going to go? Uh, right. but I have a, I uh, I have an unfortunate feeling for Dan Freddie's wife, Danielle, who was incredibly tolerant and the sweetest person <laughs> to allow us to like literally just take over every inch of their outdoor space. Yeah. And Dan, uh, he barbecued, he smoked food, and I got to meet just some of the most wonderful people, just the biggest Bills fans. I know there's more of you. We'll see you next year. <laughs> Poor Um uh, It was great. It was great it was
1: before the pork belly came out and the pork belly was unbelievable.
0: Oh, it was it was all great. And, you know, just everything that I missed and loved about Buffalo represented in the people there who are just just genuine, great Western New York Bills fanatics who just and you know it wasn't it wasn't like crazy like you know autograph signing thing we're just I I had an opportunity I think to speak to everybody there in a, in a real way you know a real exchange you know a, a just an understanding of who they are what they do, um, top to bottom and. Yeah, I'm honestly humbled and appreciative, and I look forward to it growing and growing. Maybe we get uh, a couple of my teammates to come back, and the hashtag gets longer. And Freddie's wife probably has a little bit of a mini heart attack. And I got to have my baby Jones filled, you know, they got the cutest little baby girl. I got to hold a eight month old baby, you know, and mine are all grown up. So it was, uh, it was very sweet. I had a, I had a blast.
1: Yeah, it was, it was incredible. And even for me, I know that it's, it's special for you being a former player and the way, you know, just being ingratiated. And a lot of that is because of who you are back to us. But even as a member of the mafia, like there is something there's something special about just that. I don't want to say that group, but there's a like a core group, like a synergy of like 40 or 50 or 60 people that are kind of building this relationship I- I- as far as with each other, which is also ingratiating to anybody on the outskirts. So I didn't even know what if I was supposed to invite people. Right. So like this thing is like it's going to be at, at, at Freddie's house. <laughs> and I was like. Uh, do I t- retweet that to my followers or, yeah,
0: yeah you know, <laughs> I, 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 like I said, I think, you know, we all kind of approached it with a little bit of like, what are we doing here? What What's are we so gonna
1: it going to look like? Yeah. Back, right? <laughs>
0: yeah. But I, it was, uh, it was pretty terrific.
1: Yeah. Uh, it I was, it say. was, it was great to connect. And- and
0: I look forward to meeting more people next yeah. year.
1: And I think um, that's what, it, I think that's what it's about. And Bill's mafia does that better. Uh, than anybody else. Somebody tweeted it out today. Like we're we're all different people from all different backgrounds where we, you know, whether it's upbringing or where we live or where we're from or how we got here or how we became Bill, Bill's fans financially, demographically, we're, we're all different, but we're a very, very accepting group. And that was just, it's just a very cool vibe. Uh, and I love the opportunity to be there. And I hope next year, I hope this thing blows up. I know that it's, you're like, it's got my name on it, which is a little weird. (laughs) It is a little weird. It is a little weird. Imagine this thing down at, down at Centennial park, Ralph Wilson, Centennial park, like down on the waterfront. I mean, and there's, you know, 2000 people there. I mean, it would be unbelievable if something like that It'll
0: be a long party because, you know, I want to talk to everybody, you
1: know? Yeah, it'd be, it'd be tough, but yeah, yeah, engage with everyone, other players. (laughs) Like maybe Drew Bledsoe would have to come, but yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> it was a blast to that and, point. And,
0: and 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 thanks to Jim Kelly, right? Because it's uh, Kelly for Kids Weekend. I haven't been back to Jim's tournament in 25 years. Beautiful Jersey, buddy. And, you know, and I was like, you know what? I I did I. I felt separated from the team. We've talked about that. I've really come to uh, appreciate everyone who's a fan and capping that off with, uh, you know, the party at Freddie's house. And then, you know, I, now I was here this weekend, Jim flew me in, right? I'm sure his handlers took care of everything, but Jim was the most gracious host for Kelly for kids this weekend. You know, you were with me last night at the gala and it was, it was fantastic (laughs) I got to meet one of like my all-time heroes. Joe got to see me in total fanboy mode. It was, amazing. It was so amazing. embarrassing, but <laughs> yeah. It, so and I, I connected. I I've never met Drew Bledsoe, and I'm a huge
1: fan. I should uh, I, G- I should have I posted picture. I'm going to see if I can get pictures onto my computer. Keep talking. Keep I, talking. I,
0: I spent time with uh, Jamie Mueller today. Um, I, I I met Johnny Damon. You know, future Hall of Famer, MLB. Right. Uh, it was it was just incredible. Just a great bunch of people. And I'll tell you what, they opened their wallets, too. I yeah. mean, a lot of money got spread around for Kelly for Kids, and that was pretty damn cool.
1: Yeah, if you want to see view some of the pictures, uh, go to my Twitter page and actually my Instagram, which I think leaks over to my Facebook. You'll see pictures of John uh, meeting Anthony Munoz, which literally was a, a cool moment for me just to stand back and watch <laughs> John fangirl <laughs> over another NFL player.
0: We could say fanboy. Okay, but now, Joe, Joe, have you made the connection now? Right. So, you know, I try to be gracious to people who want to connect with me because in the same way I am a fan. I told you when I met LaDainian Tomlinson, I was kind of shaking. And when I met Anthony Munoz last night, I mean, I felt like a freaking Sixteen-year-old kid, and it's really? that kind, of, and that was special. I mean, Anthony Munoz could have just kicked me to the curb, but you know, we had a we had a very short but meaningful conversation. Yeah. He he remembered me, and I, I there was a tear. I swear, a tear was welling in my eye, <laughs> and uh, you know, I think to myself, well, I want to be. To everybody, the same person that Anthony Munoz and Ladanian Tomlinson was to me. And Johnny Damon, man. Oh, my God. I'm, like, I'm not even a huge baseball fan. I'm like, all right, that's Johnny Damon. I, I didn't even know it was him because he just looks like such a regular dude. And he talks just like a regular guy. And I was like... Okay, I, I I saw him 14 times last night. I walked by him like six right. times today, right. and I thought he was just right. there for the tournament. I'm such a buffoon, yep. and he, he was great, man. I took a picture with him. I just texted it to you. Did you get it?
1: uh yeah yes early yeah so what was amazing yeah. to me about the Anthony Munoz thing was that he was taller than you uh, that was surprising to me when you think about you know as time goes on because we talked about Joe D right Joe Delamalure who's a hall of yeah. Famer Buffalo Bills that was yeah. part of the electric company that blocked for OJ Simpson Joe D isn't much bigger than me and I'm six so, feet tall like he's a kind of a small dude so I was surprised when Anthony Munoz was taller than you I was like oh yeah he like only boys. has me by like half an inch bro but he was taller than you. I was still yeah. surprised, but yeah. But he, anyway. he
0: was he was wearing a cork wedge heel, so that put him there.
1: Up were, there. Were, there were many favorite moments for me. That was one: meeting Eric Wood and getting a picture of the two seventies next to each other. That was a cool moment.
0: Oh yeah, um, Eric like, is Eric is amazing. What yeah, a great and guy.
1: Dude,
0: and he's, ripped. he's he's always ripped. says like, "Hey man, I just borrowed your number," and I'm like, <laughs> "Come
1: on, bro." That dude is ripped. Like it's unbelievable. Both of you are are small, but it's amazing. That dude's like like he looks like. I don't even know. He could probably go play professional baseball right now. He's ripped. Uh, and then uh, when we're standing, when we were standing at the bar, getting a couple of drinks and you're like, who's that dude? And and, and I was like, that's John Randall making eyes at you right now. So, <laughs> so
0: I didn't, re- I didn't recognize John Randall from across the bar, but I did meet him at a preseason or a regular season game some time ago. And if, uh, I, I was like, oh my God, I, I was still afraid of him even though we weren't players anymore. I was like, Oh God, that's John Randall. I mean, I'm afraid if I go over there, he's going to be in a pass rush. I've been retired for 20 years. <laughs> and that guy's sense of humor. I mean, he is, he's a genuine deal. It was the, the, the whole damn thing. Every, all of my old teammates that I bumped into, I, I talked to Steve Tasker for a long time today and uh, oh, that's cool. Pete Metzelars. Uh, was there this weekend. Pete was huge. Yeah. Well, we, we we always knew. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah pizza monster yeah uh it was it was a really cool event um i'm trying to think if there was something out there, there was some, oh so you were talking with john randall and it was it was he was just a very down-to-earth just everyday kind of guy too i got to ask him about what he's doing now we talked about the fact that a rule was made about the eye black that he wore so like the, the, the eye black rule that exists is because of, the, of john randall and how he wore his eye black but you guys were talking about Oh, the name is just escaping me. You were talking about another offensive. Chris Dolman, Chris Dolman. That's right. Defensive end. Oh, I thought I thought it was I thought it was an offensive an offensive lineman, and he was showing you how to set up, and was more flat footed. I was going to ask you. Oh, Zimmerman, Zimmerman. Zimmerman. That's right, Zimmerman.
0: And and flat footed (laughs) is. It's a expression. <laughs> I thought that's what I am going to use that one against you forever.
1: <laughs> you said the no, word flat well, footed last night. One of you no, said No, I it? said flat set. Flat set. a different thing. Flat set. Flat, flat, like, flat set with yeah, case. That's all we need. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that's right, buddy.
0: Yeah. So, uh, and it was great. I mean, uh, and we talked about Chris Dolman, you know, legend. And I, I was just so surprised to hear what, what, uh, uh, Dolman used to say, <laughs> talking like how to be a pro and carrying a briefcase. I was like, "This is gold."
1: <laughs> yeah. But, 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 John
0: Randall was just, was just so humble and and a funny guy and a great dry sense of humor. Yeah, Not but, like yeah. me. I'm like pie in the face, whoopee yeah, cushion a, guy.
1: You're a clown, Rand, but Randall talking about Dolman and Dolman walking up to him with his briefcase and saying to him, "What is that?" And and, and John's like. It's my backpack. It's it's my backpack. (laughs) And he's like, don't you think you need a briefcase? And John's like, no, I got everything in my backpack. (laughs) (laughs) It was, uh... (sighs) It was it was an amazing event, and I'm thankful that I got to go. So thank you so much. And then I went down to the black da- blackjack table and won 500 bucks. So I can't complain about that either. So, but, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and, and catching uh, blood so on the on – I the should hospital.
0: have just given you my chips because that's
1: where they ended up going. <laughs> well, not, not technically. I mean, yes, but – They might have. I didn't they beat, you. I didn't be, I didn't <laughs> beat you with blackjack.
0: <laughs> she settled us out from third base to first, so she was moving <laughs> chips from me to you. I'm the sure my be- fingerprints are all over those chips.
1: The best, the best part was Frank, the dealer, not knowing how to count. <laughs>
0: the guy was asleep. I've
1: never seen a dealer. Yawn. Like, oh. like I don't remember. How many, eat- how
0: many times did the pit have to come over and like fix a mistake?
1: it was, he, you had 18 showing, and there was two fives. You only counted one of the fives. He goes, you've got 13, you lose. And you're like, wait a minute. I've got 13. And then the,
0: the gal at third base, he was trying to collect her cards saying she lost and she smacked his hand. <laughs> All right. We, dig- we digress.
1: I think Frank is an NFL player too. Not for long. Oh. He's not going to be there for long. <laughs> It was amazing. That was awesome. Let's do this. Let's uh, before we jump into the top of the uh, the, the what we really want to discuss, which is Buffalo Bills football. Why don't you go ahead and jump on that House Capital Read real quick and talk about our second sponsor.
0: Absolutely. You know, we got a great sponsor with House Capital for your mortgage lending. When you're looking to buy a house, everyone's, you know, got a guy. You might need some work done in your roof. Your buddies yeah, got a guy. Need an inspection? Oh, I know someone. And when you're looking to get your financing together, Brian Belser from House Capital Corporation can be your guy. They help make the mortgage process simple, hassle-free, and understandable. At House Capital, their preferred relationships with some of the top lenders Give you the edge up in getting the financing that you need. Take it to the house with House Capital. House, registered mortgage broker, NISN, Department of Financial Services, all loans, rents, and third-party providers, equal housing opportunity. House Capital, 513 NMLS,
1: 1549644. Are you the matchbox car guy? I don't know what that means. You don't remember matchbox cars, the little tiny cars? They have, the dude that yeah, to the yeah, yeah, sure. Are you, really Are you that guy? I could be. <laughs> anyway,
0: House Capital for all your mortgage lending needs awesome. i love i love the disclaimer man i got to get that down i got to get faster and less coherent i don't know that i could be any less coherent i beat you i knew you were so
1: fine it was out. coming it was literally it was, it was brewing like it was it was about to come to the top so thoughts on this football game and i will let you kind of go for or do you want me to go first you want me to go first or you want to go first as far as our thoughts on the bills versus the Colts
0: well, I'll, I'll throw something out there real quick to kind of set the tempo, but you know, it, it was really hard for me to sit down and watch the game. I, this whole weekend was packed, you know. I went straight from the airplane to the podcast with Joe Marino, Joe Miller and Drew. Um, what's this podcast called?
1: The Rockpile Report. The first oh, The Rockpile Report, sorry, man. I got to dig- I got to stop you real quick. So, it was a special moment. So, we we, we, we we get asked, you and I get asked to to do a redo of last year's podcast with the Rock Pile guys at O'Neill's Stadium Inn across from the stadium. And you and I were like, that'd be great. To be awesome. Chris, the other half of the Rock Pile Report, can't show up. But Joe Marino's in town, and Joe Marino's going to show up mainly because he wanted to meet you. Joe Marino showed up because he wanted to meet Fina. And I was like... See, you I know, felt the same way. That's, it. <laughs> And I was like, you know what? We're, we're going to be missing a guy. Maybe you can jump in the show. So we throw him in the show for, for sure. So it's Drew... Me, you, Joe Marino. And off the cuff, Drew opens the show and says, blah, 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 what do you think? And Joe Marino stops him and says, wait a second. It's important for us. So Joe Marino, for those of you that don't know, is locked on Bills, which is the number one Bills podcast like that that there is. Uh, and he took literally, what, two, three minutes honoring Drew as the first podcaster in Bills media, con- like Bills content creation. It was just very cool to see the guy that's on the top honored the guy that's like the first. So I had to digress a little bit because that was a really, really cool special moment. And I was thrilled to be at the table when that happened. That was awesome.
0: Yeah. And if you're not following Joe Marino, you really should. I mean, the guy I, I had, uh, I had the opportunity to kind of talk to him a little bit about offensive line technique, tackle sets and things like that. And he's a super knowledgeable guy. He does an incredible job. I can't imagine the hours of film he puts in. Uh, so that was a great experience. And, Anyway, so we do the podcast and I go out that night and I don't get enough sleep. I drive right to Rochester to play golf in uh, Gigi's Playhouse Fundraiser for Down Syndrome with my cousin, had a blast. And then we're right to my cousin's house and it's like Fina Fest of the actual Finas. And, you know, my whole Rochester family's there. We had a great time. I crash at like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night. I get up in the morning and I'm like straight to freaking Buffalo for FinaFast. Then from there, I go to Jim Kelly's gala with you. Really? And then I'm playing golf. Oh, my God. I, I, I always do this to myself. I always overbook myself. <laughs> so I hadn't had a lot of time to watch the game. So to be fair, right? I mean, everybody listening has probably watched the game more than I have. I watched the first quarter. I started diving in the third quarter and the show started. But I got to say, man, I, I this is what I saw. And this is what resonates with me. We talk about Buffalo being a team that can get to the big game. Yeah. We talk about guys wanting to come to Buffalo, right? How that's crazy, right? Want to come to Buffalo? Ten years ago, people were running the other direction. Oh, right. So, what does that mean? What that means is on the field, you. I saw things in a preseason game, energy wise, tracking players reaction, like mid season performance quality, just, uh, excitement, aggression guys flying around. And I was like, wow, this does not look like a bunch of preseason guys. Like, people are going to fight from the third to the fourth string to make this roster because this is a special place to be. I, you know, picked a couple of things out. Um, I just love the way James cook runs the ball.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, you know, he he's not a guy who just takes it and goes downhill, but he makes one read and he finds his seam and that seam doesn't have to be this big. He just he's looking for the edge of the offensive lineman's shoulder pads. If that if the O-lineman's engaged with the defender, he just in his heart believes I can make 3 right there. I can make 4 right there and just and just says, "I'm doing it." Yeah. And no. that is it. That's a special quality because I don't know how many of you all have been hit by a 300-pound guy with a helmet and shoulder pads on. You're not looking to get that done. That is not high in your priority list, and he doesn't care. And you could just tell he doesn't care.
1: Yeah, James, James Cook. So one of the the reads on him was that he has he has he's not great with contact balance through the line. So when he gets messy, he has trouble. And he showed a little bit. Now it's preseason first game, doesn't really matter and doesn't mean anything. We know, and you can talk about it probably as much as. It's game speed and it's game speed over scrimmages and and two minute situations in training camp. It's not week one game speed. It's still different, right? So my guess is he's still he's gonna look a little bit different, but I was he got he got engulfed by the pile a couple times. Somebody get a paw on him, he couldn't get away, but he looks amazingly quick. He looks very decisive. All the Mm -hmm. things you talked about was incredible. I was impressed with Zach Moss. I talked about him on Saturday. He is. Uh, we didn't know he was not healthy last year, and I didn't even, I didn't even find out that he wasn't healthy until he was on Jay Spence's show, and he's like, "Yeah, I had screws in my foot all last year." It's like, wait, <laughs> you weren't on the injury report? You, you had screws in your foot?
0: Whereas you just have a screw list, Joe.
1: Yeah, it's because I uh, get it from the best guy in town. <laughs> You got it right. Good job.
0: You'd be, you'd be in charge of your own screws.
1: <laughs> but he looked very smooth. I think, I think Zach Moss, as much as there was an expectation that the Bills would keep Singletary, Cook, and probably a like a like a fringe guy like Raheem Blackshear, who had an amazing football game, I think Moss has a lot to make this game, make this team. Uh he he looks different. He looks better. He looks healthy for me. James Cook looked great. I thought Khalil Shakir was as billed. Literally, like he, I think I said to you on the phone. He looked like Gabe Davis at times. The routes he had, they had him running were Gabe Davis routes in that first first quarter, and he executed brilliantly.
0: There's a lot to like about Khalil Shakir, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I looked at the the first catch he had, and you know, for me, I'm thinking to myself, he looked a little lazy in the cut, but the secondary was so soft. You know, you can make that nice, easy cut rather than, you know, really break it off stiff Mm. and put yourself in kind of a a a funky situation to catch the ball where your you know your shoulders are a little flatter. So you break it off a little softer, and you you know, he just knew he found the soft spot, and that that's a that's a good quality to have from a guy that's young. You know, I got this is where I need to be, and you have to be able to say, all right, well, if I'm running a 15 yard out, you know, what kind of what kind of wiggle room do I have? You know, what am I trying to achieve here? In the end, it's like, get open, catch the ball, right? Don't run yourself into coverage. Don't run the route like a robot and then look for the ball. And then you got to continue to turn your shoulder. It was very smooth. He looks, he looks smooth.
1: Yeah. What were your impressions of Case Keenum in the first quarter?
0: Uh, you know, he overthrew a couple of balls down there in the red zone that he could have brought down a little bit. I thought he threw off his back foot on one that he could have stepped into, uh, the pit, the pick. Really? I thought that was Crowder's fault, frankly.
1: I mean, oh, uh, well, they did that one. Absolutely. The one, the one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Jamison Crowder has to make that catch. To me, he was yeah. one who hurt himself. Jamison Crowder, I felt, hurt himself in that football game.
0: Yeah, you got to you got to make that catch. So, I mean, in the stat line, it's always like, ooh, we threw two picks, right? Well, eh. Uh Again, I mean, you know, you could say, well, it could have a little more touch. I mean, I don't know how many of you people have thrown a football to a guy that's running full speed across, you know, the middle of the field and four trying sp- to time it upright.
1: for four speed. <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> so you know, it could have been a little better ball, but Crowder. I don't care. You know, like. Uh, and by the way, I was listening to Tasker call the game, and he was great. You know, just uh, I loved how he was talking about what the Bills are trying to achieve this preseason, looking at the depth of roster, making sure that everybody that got signed as a Buffalo Bill, whether they were a draft pick, returner, or a UDFA that they get a chance to make this squad. But regardless, if you make your break and you're running across the middle, I don't care if you're one step out of your break or you're 15 steps out of your break, your hands got to be ready. Yeah. I mean, you just got to make, if you don't make the catch, man, bat it
1: down, like spike it like volleyball. <laughs> one of the uh, things, go ahead. Sorry.
0: No, I, I think, you know, it's, it's like, we talked about, uh, on, uh, on the rock Pile report. Uh, you know, training camp is different than in a preseason game. Preseason right. game is different than a opener, you know, or, uh, or a regular season game. So I think Case Keenum, the speed is a little bit different. You know, the bodies are real flying at you. You know that those defensive tackles and ends, they, they don't, you're not wearing a red jersey anymore. Nope. So, nope. you know, you're what? You're like eight months removed from the regular season. So, right. you know, it, it, It takes a lot of stones to stand in there knowing guys the size of Daquan Jones and Tim Settle and A.J. Espinosa are flying at you and say, yeah, I got to step into this throw. Right. You know, that's it takes a lot. I don't think people realize it all the time, man. I mean,
1: I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do what he says. <laughs> so the question is that I have before we move on to kind of some things, well, even some more good stuff, because there was a lot of good stuff in that in that game that, that I enjoyed. And, and I'm one of those ones that enjoys preseason because there's not a whole lot of stress. I don't have to worry about the Bills losing a football game that they should win, like the Jaguars game last year. What is it as a player? So you're in training camp, and I know training camp was different for you guys back then. I think it was six weeks long. It was crazy. It was a, it was a grind. But going from training camp into preseason, and that's the other thing too. I remember going to preseason games as a kid because when I was in high school, because I lived in Florida. So, like my last hoorah here, I ended my summer with my dad every year going to a preseason game. You guys would take the field, you guys and Jimbo, you'd run right down the field in about a minute and a half, score a touchdown, off the field, helmets off. But what is the what it where what is the I want to say the juice? What is the is it? What's the difference between a preseason game for you as a player going in knowing that, like, yeah, we're just going to be in for a series or whatever versus, like I said, week one when everything's coming at you, you know, times 10?
0: Well, I think there's two questions there. You know, I'll address them both. I mean, you know, the difference from the 90s, early 90s to now Is the coaching is is Mm. different? Like McDermott isn't just looking at one and one and a halfs, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, he's looking deep, right? And his yeah, his way of running the team is way more intense. Mm. And I, frankly, I love it. I don't know that I would have loved it if I played, <laughs> but you know, it's that intensity and he's setting the tempo and I think he's setting a real expectation. And when I got to Buffalo, you know, these were, these were seasoned Super bowl veteran players, you know, and right. And it was a, it was a very different, uh, you know, expectation of what you were going to do in the preseason. You know, my rookie year, of course, I felt differently. You know, I felt like I was going to play three quarters and there was a lot more pressure. And, the, you know, now he's he's kind of McDermott and staff are really setting the expectation of these guys that, you know, you all got a chance. You know, there's, there's true competition between that one spot all the way to the three spots. And whether whether there actually is or whether there isn't, I can see in the performance there's a belief, you know, but for us, it was like, you know, for me, I felt like um, I probably mentally would have benefited from a little bit more preseason work in the actual games, you know, because there's a difference between game shape
1: and practice shape. Well, that that brings, that brings up a huge conversation that we I don't have a problem spending five minutes on, which is there's there's conversations, real conversations in the NFL right now to include Buffalo of net never playing your starting quarterback in the preseason, never playing Stephon Diggs, Mitch Morse, guys that like are amazingly important to your team, just completely leaving them off the field for preseason. What do you think about that?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think at least there's three preseason games. I think you got to get them a couple of drives in that, that first game yeah. or that last game, pardon me. You know, the problem with it is uh, it's the true game shape, not just physically, but mentally and durability of uh, stress, right? So right. Uh, I, I just can't explain what it takes out of your body to, to have a 10-play drive, mm-hmm. you know? Your arms, the shoulders are burning. You know, it, it's like a boxer. They're only 16-ounce gloves, right? Why can't a boxer raise his hand in the fifth round, right? Because they feel like they weigh 30 pounds. <laughs> and yeah, I just think that if you go into game one and you haven't had the 30-pound gloves on mm-hmm. at least once in the preseason, I, it, it's kind of a shock. You know, right. and there's a there's a, a mental wiring that goes. I, I, I don't see it. But again, I don't uh, I don't sign the front of the paycheck nor the back anymore. So while, while,
1: we're, while we're on the subject about differences and, and changes that are being made right now, one of the one of them is in, in training camp. You see them now wearing those those padded crowns. So it's basically the pads that are inside the helmet. They've now made a, mm-hmm. a shell for outside the helmet. Yeah, my kid wears one. Right. And it makes perfect sense. Um, thousand percent if of- work. If they work right, but it, but just to, to keep the CTE down, to keep the concussions down. But here's my question somebody brought this up. I think it was on one of the radio stations. I heard it somewhere. It may have been Sal Capaccio. You go through training camp, whatever you're going through, blah, 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 blah. And you're doing that, you know, three weeks, four weeks, you know, because so all of training camp is this buildup to getting used to running, to getting used to getting hit, getting used to having the ball thrown at you a thousand miles an hour, getting used to running routes against the guy and getting jammed, whatever. And one of those things that they were bringing up was, the, the collision of the helmets because you guys in the trench, I mean, you go face to face first, bang head first. If, if, if preseason game or even week one is the first time you're hearing and feeling that violence helmet to helmet right in the trench. Do you think that's like, do you, is that something you'd want to warm up to? I guess is the question I have in camp.
0: Well, so here's, here's what I'll say to that. Uh, 599 uh, head-to-head encounters are run-of-the-mill and you don't need to experience them because they're just, they just happen. Right. And then there's one and you, you can't prepare for the one. So it either happens or it doesn't. Right. And we know, we now know when they do happen, Mm -hmm. maybe it's, you know, maybe it's 9,999 and then one. So you're not really, you're never preparing for the one, and then, the, the 900, 9,999 are all routine. Mm. So there's routine collisions and right. you don't need, you don't, there's no real need for that. It's it, to me, it's more of the, I'm a 300 pound guy and I need to, you know, be under stressed and have some muscle weakness and dig within myself. Even if it's just one 10 play drive, one ten play drive is brutal.
1: Yeah, it's brutal. Yeah, it, it just always made, it it was an interesting point, and I I would think that for a guy that you has talked about getting ear holed before, right? <laughs> I think that that's something that I might want to experience at sixty percent. Or seventy percent.
0: Remember last <laughs> night when that woman was running around the gala catching balls, and yeah. I was like, "You guys all put down a hundred bucks, and I'll tackle her and take her to the ground." She would have got that that one hit. That would have been unbelievable. I probably would be in a orange jumpsuit right now, serving time be. in county. <laughs> i <be> in county. <laughs> like, where's Pina?
1: Uh, he can't make the show. He's in county. The off tackle John Fina show will be postponed for the foreseeable future. Uh,
0: no, dude, I'd be like, hey, could you go to the hotel and get my laptop? I'm going to do a show <laughs> <laughs> from Municipal County Lockup, Cell Block D. It's a John Fina off tackle <laughs> show.
1: Couple, <laughs> a couple other good points for me uh, Raheem Blackshear. So, Raheem Blackshear, I don't know what to make of, and I talked about this on Saturday, I don't know what to make of. The Antonio Williams last year. Those th- those that are listening that don't know necessarily aren't familiar with Antonio Williams. Antonio Williams was the uh, fourth string, fifth string running back for this football team for the last several years. And every time preseason happened, training camp, uh, end of the year game, he got in. There was just an energy and a juice to him that was different than Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, and whoever else was on this football. Matt Breida, who was whoever was, uh, else was on this football team at the time. And Raheem Blackshear is an undrafted free agent from, I believe, Virginia Tech. That He's a rookie. On this team right now, and he played, and I don't think you got to any of his stuff. So I'd be interested to know after you do watch it, if you want to just shoot me a message, what is the expectation, and why do some of these guys, what does it take for a guy like that to break out if you're seated at the bottom of the roster? I mean, is there, is there, when you go in, when you come out of the game, is, is there an, an, a, a level for the coaching staff and the players to be like, yeah, but that was against the third and fourth string guys that aren't going to be around
0: that's when you look immediately to his contribution on special teams. If he's on them, right. If he's not on special teams, then it's going to be really hard to keep that guy. He was right. Well, there you go. So what did he look like on special teams? That's
1: what you got. He returned, I think two kicks in the game.
0: Oh, oh, Okay. So I did, I did see one of his returns. Yeah. He looked good. He had the, did he have the 50 yard kickoff return?
1: It was long. uh, I don't remember how long it was, but it was long. Uh, Yeah. Up the far sideline, smooth, decisive, fast. Right. Yeah.
0: Uh, you know, th- those things help, man. I mean, yeah. they do. And and if you look at the Buffalo Bills, and you know, the return game has been, you know, kind of a baseline. It's been flat. You know, it hasn't been, right. it hasn't been backbreaking. It hasn't been game changing. So uh, you, if you're the fourth string guy and you got no chance to be the third string guy, then you, you better hustle. You right. better hustle on special teams.
1: Yeah, you're looking, you're looking, and, job, if not here, then someplace else. Right.
0: Putting, and, yeah. Yeah. But the, the beauty of the way McDermott runs the preseason now, right. With, um, and, and the guys probably appreciate this very much. The amount of time the twos and threes and even fours will get mm-hmm. over the course of the next game and part of the third game mm-hmm. is that's all resume building. Right. I mean, that is all resume building. If you don't think, all 31 other teams are looking at their roster and saying, well, you know, what else is out there? Who's on our hot list? Who, who might right. get released? We want that guy, you know? Right. And, and that's, that's a great opportunity, too. Look, we all want our favorite guys to be Buffalo Bills, but, you know, they're going to cut down that roster from 80 to 53, right? That's 27 guys. And then they, of course, want to bring back
1: guys back for that practice squad. But well, they've, that's made a, they've made five cuts already. Yeah, sure. they,
0: the way they made five cuts. I get yeah. it. But the last cut is 80 to 53. And right. then I forget how many you can have on the practice squad. Is it 12? But you still run the risk of losing those guys. So, you know, you, the sword cuts both ways. You show too yeah. much of a guy and you know, that guy disappears once he gets released.
1: One of those guys right now that's that, that you're talking about is Isaiah Hodgins. Isaiah Hodgins, a sixth round pick out of Oregon State, uh, actually has NFL legacy experience. His dad was an NFL player. Uh, for those that aren't familiar necessarily with Isaiah's story, he came in and he actually had an injury. He had a shoulder injury existing, pre-existing, coming out of college, and it was a COVID year. Um, I know his story. Well, acutely, so they shut him down in preseason. After through all of OTAs and mini camps and everything else, people were raving about him, his knowledge of the playbook, his ability to get open, how he was practicing was great. And then the Bills shut him down and uh, put him on uh, IR so that he could have uh, season-ending ending shoulder surgery. Rather, and I want to give you a picture. So he this happened during the COVID year. So he was in Buffalo and he couldn't be around anybody. So he's on IR with his wife and his family. Right in Buffalo, strange town from the West Coast. And because of COVID, can't go to the facility, can't be around the players, can't be near anybody. Literally, they were almost like imprisoned in their house. And he fought through that and got healthy. And then 2020. Awesome. Right. And then 2021, he injured his knee and started the season on on uh I think uh unable to whatever IR short term IR and they got put in the practice squad. However, all that to say this the dude balled out on Sunday or Saturday night. He had nine catches for 77 yards. One of them is all over Twitter. It was a highlight real catch. He's a guy that literally, if the Bills don't protect him, is going to end up on another roster. From a locker room experience standpoint, because I'm sure it happened with you guys, is there a measure of like, we're not keeping that guy, but he ain't going to be unemployed long? Oh,
0: yeah. Uh, you know, and you can tell. Right? You could tell guys are like, uh, they're not the the, you know they're going to go start another
1: career. Right, right. And then
0: there's a there that's a guy, and you're like, oh, if we could only keep that guy. Right, right. And you, you know, you and that's why you become a fan. I think as a player, you become a fan of other players, and yeah. you know, especially now because of social media, you can keep those relationships stronger than than you could previously because you're separated by technology, time, and distance. Right, mm-hmm. so. it's a great problem to have, man. If you're Sean McDermott, you know, and Brandon Bean, it's, it's a great problem to have at that position group, but uh, he'll, he'll play.
1: If you are, if you're the GM or the head coach, where are, where, where is your thought process? You've got a guy in Jake Kummer who is a seasoned vet when it comes to special teams, right? He can catch, uh, he he can contribute and has. He's got one touchdown with the Buffalo Bills against the Denver Broncos, I think, two years mm-hmm. ago um, versus a guy that you drafted, albeit late because of an injury, sixth round but shows incredible promise, a guy that you could have for the next four to six years. Is there weight in that longevity opportunity versus a dude that's a little bit longer in the tooth? If there's equal contribution there on special teams, I'm going to get a one-for-one for, one for these guys on special teams. Mm-hmm do you go with the guy that's younger or do you go with the guy that's maybe been in the system played a little bit more?
0: I think that this regime, so to speak, is more likely to keep Hodgins if you have to make a call right now. Right. Cause you want a guy that's, you know, in your culture, right. uh, that's younger. You can still mold slash manipulate, whatever, whatever, whatever wording you want to choose. You know, you get a, you get a deeper buy-in, know somebody who's a little bit longer is like hey i've been around man i'll make it work wherever i go you know you kind of want uh you kind of want people chugging the kool-aid uh and and that's just my opinion you know a guy that's that's it's been around the position group a little bit longer has in deeper relationships and uh that's that's where i end up on that what about you are you going to say or do you want the savvy veteran to be able to
1: step in I'm actually out on OBJ. So, like, for me, I don't want the savvy veteran. I think they've got all the talent or all the pieces that they need. I think I agree with you. I, Wait a think, minute.
0: Did you say pizzas?
1: Maybe. <laughs> Did you say they have all the pizzas they need? Because yeah, I could well, use a pizza well, right now. You're in Buffalo, and Picasso Picasso's Pizza sponsors. I, I got 50 bucks that says if you called Picasso's Pizza right now and said, this is John Fina. I just finished the Off Tackle with John Fiena show with (laughs) Buffalo Rumblings. You guys sponsor our show. Send me a pizza. They will.
0: (laughs) Do they have a location at the Seneca Niagara Casino? Because that's where I'm... uh Housed bet, right
1: now. I bet I, I think they would make it happen. I bet you they would make it happen if you could, did.
0: That. Could they slather a little Q42 on it? Well, or that's, maybe, a
1: great, uh... that's a great segue. So let's do that real quick. So, ladies and gentlemen, you're tuned into the Off Tackle with John Fina show uh, here on the Buffalo Rumblings uh, VidCast Network. My name is Joe Miller, sitting beside John Fina, and we're going to talk about Q42. John's going to give you a little bit of information about them.
0: Hey, Q42. Uh, Bridget and Iman, great people. Uh, saw them this weekend at Fina Fest. Yep. Grills Mafia expectations for your Buffalo Bills are at an all-time high. The last time they were this high, <laughs> I was in uniform <laughs> with elevated on-the-field expectations. Comes elevated tailgate expectations. Don't forget, be world-class in your tailgate. Get things fired up with the quintessential tailgate essential from Iman. We're talking about Q42 sauces and rubs, the KC sauces. It's really everything you want. Sweet, tangy, touch of heat, made with local honey, favorite in my house. The Carolina is a fusion of bold vinegar and sweetness from that same local honey while packing a big mustard punch. I love it. KC, sweet rub is a crowd pleaser. goes on anything and everything, meat, veggies, potatoes, you name it. The Texas brisket coffee rub I have recent experience with is incredible. It's made for beef, coarse pepper, salt, and spices blended with Tim Hortons coffee. Get your bottle of Q42 barbecue at q42barbecue.com. Use the code ALL CAPS A Show to get your fifteen percent off. Enjoy Q42. Enjoy Bills Mafia.
1: Awesome. What are we expecting going forward? So next expectations, we've got two games left, right? So Who's next? Denver Broncos in Buffalo, 1 o'clock Ooh. on Saturday. Um, but what are you watching for? What are you looking for with the last couple minutes of the show? What are you looking for from an expectation standpoint in the preseason on the, way, the rest of the way out?
0: Uh, you know what? I mean, at the risk of sounding uh, glib or, you know, Typical. It's got to be more of the same. It's got to be that energy, right? It it has to be everybody, the pressure and, and there's real pressure from McDermott from Bean, to perform in the preseason. And nice. I, I, if I, unless I miss my guess I'm, I'm sure they've talked to the players about you're building your resume right now. That's right. So my expectation is that you're, you're not going to see anybody slacking. you're going to see specter flying around the field, right? You're going to see mm-hmm. Blackshear flying around the field. We'll see more from Hodgins. They are going to showcase the seconds and thirds again. Right. I mean, we, I'm a little surprised we didn't see Josh in the first game and the rest of the starters, but given the decisions that have to be made, the guys that need to be on the field are going to be on the field at least three quarters of this game. So look for high intensity, look for guys really, um, you know, marketing themselves.
1: We didn't talk about it, but give me your, we should have give me your impressions of, That defense, primarily the second string defense playing against primarily the first string offense of the Colts to include Matt Ryan, Michael Pittman, everybody but Jonathan Taylor. And I'm going to be honest with you, Naheem Hines isn't exactly a huge drop off. Naheem Hines is a. I mean, (laughs) Quentin Nelson was out there and got trucked a couple times by Tim Settle, (laughs) and and Quentin Nelson is wildly or widely regarded as the best guard, offensive guard in football. And Tim Settle shoved him back one time. What was your just impression of how the defense played? And I would even say specifically the corners.
0: Well, that that was that really came to the front in the broadcast that, uh, <clears throat> that tasker eloquently, uh, talked about, you know, there, there was really nice coverage. I mean, yeah. and you know, what I noticed too, was the pursuit was there. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's an impossible job to play corner, right? But when your guy gets free, how far away are you from making the tackle? Who's responding from the other side? So the pursuit was really great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the energy of the front four. Like you said, I mean, th- there was there was movement. You know, yep. they were establishing the line of scrimmage a little bit further back than the Indianapolis starting offensive line would appreciate. I mean, that, that's the nicest way to say it, but they were they were bringing it. Uh, it, it keeps the linebackers free, and there was real fly around activity at the second level, which I mean, you you got to have that. It's it's such a hard position to play in the NFL. If you're a linebacker, it, you got to be all things all the time, and you know, I think we have a pretty nice little mix here of guys with great instincts that can play long and that can play big.
1: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch going forward. Just that linebacker group, the cornerback group, the wide receiver group. Um, I think you know everything is kind of played out in a lot of the other areas, but we'll see. For me, you know what I'm what I'm taking away for the rest of the preseason. Obviously, health. I want guys to be healthy. Um, the Bills find a way. To find injuries on guys that they want to keep around for a couple more weeks, you know, this dude will. My arm <laughs> <laughs> it's broken. My arm. <laughs> exactly. Rodney Dangerfield Caddyshack, in case anybody, any young people are, are in the jet. Um, they're they're going to find some way to stash some guys uh, as any good GM will. But I'm excited to see that battle between Kumaro and Hodgins. I'm excited to see that battle between Benford and Elam. I'm excited to see that battle between, you know, uh, uh, Specter and the new, I forget his name, the new uh, Tyrell, the other other linebacker. Uh, Bernard. Yeah, Tyler Bernard. Or or Tyrell Bernard, sorry. Um, It's going to be good. So did you see both punts or did you not get to both punts?
0: Uh, I saw hack's punt yep uh, Hawk, and Hawk. I saw <laughs> Hawk sorry.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no worries. sorry
0: i I forgot my pronunciation <laughs> god uh and then I did see Matt arises punt on uh you know it was all over Twitter I mean I yeah. can't really miss it That was uh the, the biggest shocking
1: point, the biggest point in that game um and I'm probably willing to call the battle over was not the punt so matt Hawk's punt was from I think r45 or something like that or somewhere around there within or 10 yards. He put the ball inside the 12, which is what you want from a punter. Yeah, Matt, good pun. crushed the football and just kicked the bejesus out of it, right? But but what decided it in my opinion, and probably did, is that you'll get to the end of the game when you when you watch the rest of it. It came down to a game winning kick. Matteriza's on the field. We know Tyler Bass can do his job. We know Reed Ferguson can snap the football. We have no trouble there. But I promise you. Matt Ariza in that moment, was thinking, "I don't want to leave this field, muffing this hold, and having us tying a preseason football game that's in our grasp." There's no way that his hand, when he was in in his in his stance, wasn't out there with his little finger shaking a little bit. Like that, that, <laughs> that was a huge rep for him. Do you agree? Like that's a situation that worked out perfectly for the Buffalo Bills. There's no way they could have even like. Created that. You can't create that moment in practice, in camp. I don't care what the two minute drill is. When you're out there in uniform and the other dudes are in their uniforms, even if it's preseason, tie or win, that was a big rep for him. Oh, I agree.
0: You know, showing competence like that, right? I mean, it looks like an easy thing to do. I don't know if anybody's ever taken a knee and taken a snap, you know, coming at like a hundred miles an hour. And that's you know, the ball, everybody knows it. It's not soft. No. It's not soft at all. And then they catch unless that you're, thing. Unless but it, you're
1: Tom Brady and you've deflated it. Then it might be. Yeah.
0: Right? And then you got to give it that right spin laces out. Dan. <laughs> it's a it's not an easy thing to do, man. The the real specialists, uh, um, I I don't know. I, I I don't like to make decisions like that, but it'll be a good battle. And I think they'll battle them pretty, pretty deep. I mean, unless you've got some sort of, uh, you've made your decision, then you can let Hawk go or Arisa go because you like them both. And you want them to catch on early. Um, they could take them deep and into the last cut. Uh, I, I don't know what the world of punting looks like for that. I mean, it's all, it's all foreign to me. I will say this though, since we're, we're, we're coming close to time. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I watched the broadcast, uh, on the replay and there was, uh, there was a buzz in the stadium, like mm. who shows up. And makes noise at a preseason game, except Buffalo Bills dude, fans.
1: Dude, Dude, dude the, the, red, the red versus blue scrimmage two Fridays ago, the whole lower bowl was full. There was people yeah. in the clubs and the upper decks. They were doing the wave.
0: They were I heard doing the wave
1: that. at a scrimmage. Bro. But
0: just I mean, audible on the broadcast. Yeah. You know, when you're a broadcaster, you raise your voice when you hear ambient noise, because the booth is open. So whatever, you know, your mic's picking up your voice, but it's also picking up ambient sound. So yeah. when the crowd gets up, your energy has to get up. You you broadcast louder and you could hear it, you know, in Murphy and, and Tasker's voices. They had to pick it up a little bit. That's impressive. It
1: was great.
0: God, was God, great. I want that. I want all the playoff games at home man <laughs>
1: <laughs> me too sir ladies and gentlemen you've been tuned into the off tackle with john fina show brought to you by the market dominator on the buffalo rumblings vidcast network brought to presented by picasso's pizza we're gonna go ahead and get on out of here and get you guys ready for the, uh, the the second preseason game but john any final words
0: keep it up bills mafia keep delivering in the stadium, you know, keep the good vibes coming, keep it positive on your social media. Uh, you know, we don't, we don't need anybody calling people out saying silly things. Just keep it all positive, man. Shake your hands with your neighbor. Do something nice for somebody you don't know tomorrow and, you know, just spread joy, spread love. And Hey man, be good people,
1: do what you can. This is going to be an incredible year. Don't ruin it by being a jerk, right? Like let's, let's all take it. Let's, let's all get there together. Yeah, <laughs> for lack of a better way of saying it, Joe Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired. You can find that guy over there on Twitter at John Fina, and uh, would love to have you guys uh, follow us, both interact with us, let us know what you think of the show, and if you enjoyed it, retweet it, all that good kind of stuff. But uh, for me, for John Fina, for the Market Dominator, for House Capital, for Q Forty Two, for Buffalo Rumblings, for Picasso's Pizza, man, the long the list is long and distinguished um yeah there's another joke in there from a movie but it is what it is so but uh i don't know i got nothing left joke go bills go bills baby go bills we'll talk to you soon